Hi, this is Angelotta. Welcome to another edition of Statistically Speaking. This is episode 65. I'm still calling it Chicken Kiev. By the way, this is the first podcast I've done since I got a new dumpster kitty. I saved a feral cat and it's almost certainly going to fuck with this. Also, I'm allergic to it, which is why I sound stuffed up. Anyway, have you seen the movie John Wick? It's pretty awesome. Let me give you a synopsis. Some Russian gangsters break into John Wick's house in the beginning of the movie to steal his car, but he fights with them. So they kick his ass and then they kill his puppy. That puppy was the last gift from his wife who died from cancer. They kill his fucking dog. Anyone who watches this movie instantly realizes that it's completely reasonable that Wick will destroy millions of dollars in property and end up with a death count of 84 people. We can all agree that 84 deaths are worth it because they killed a puppy. Great movie. The genius of the movie is that we're so enraged at the death of this dead wife gifted puppy that there's no possible violent act that we won't find completely justified for the rest of the movie. Sure, he's shooting people in the head who are working as security guards, and those people are possibly working to pay for their children's medical bills, but who cares? Revenge for the puppy? I mean, we do allow Michael Vick to work as an announcer on Fox Sports despite killing dogs, but we didn't have to see it. We never saw it. We saw it in this movie. They killed the dog. These Russian dog killers must die, and the deaths better be spectacular. I thought about John Wick during the response to the current Russian invasion of Ukraine. The almost unanimous opinion on the invasion and the response has honestly shocked me. I turned on Fox News and the anchor stated that this is the most united she had ever seen our country in its support of the Ukrainians. Anderson Cooper said the same exact thing that night on Colbert. This last weekend I went out dancing And I heard everyone's disdain for Putin and the reverence for the heroism of former comedian Zelensky, Ukraine's president. These fuckers can't agree on vaccines, but they all are sure that we must do something to stop this dreaded Putin. I was talking to my mother a few days ago and said to her that, of course, Putin is a monster and But we've also turned Ukraine into a wonderland that was minding its own business. And I think we're going to regret that. I told her that there's a substantial problem with neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine. They hold a disturbing amount of power, especially in militia groups that we helped fund back in 2014. By we, I mean the U.S. I don't know. My mom sent over money. But what my mother said was she told me that's not true. Actually, I think she what she said was, you're full of shit. So I asked her, well, where are you getting your news that you can be so sure? And she said, I'm not following the news, but she's still sure I'm wrong. And that's where I think most Americans are. They're sure who the bad guys and good guys are in this movie. Because they saw the dog die. By the way, even the milk toast USA Today had a story a few days ago that was titled, A Regiment in Ukraine's Military Was Founded by White Supremacists. Now it's battling Russia on the front lines. 
<laughs> the, article, the article assures us that these neo-Nazis are so much nicer now and they're fighting the Russians. Yay for them. I mean, they forget to point out that Russians actually fought the Nazis and repelled them from Ukraine during World War II. Also, not surprising that Nazis are fighting for their country. By definition, they're violent nationalists and now heroes. Imagine if we had a story that said, regiment in the military formed by white supremacists, but they're now pretty cool. We're all united in horror. We see the videos every night on CNN and Fox of Russian evil and Ukraine heroics. We wear Ukrainian flag pins. Do you ever notice the source of those nightly videos? Look in the corner of your screen. They invariably say that the video is from the Ukrainian Security Service. The Ukrainian Security Service, by the way, is the Ukrainian version of the CIA slash FBI and the KGB. I'm sure they're just providing news. Remember the brave Ukrainian soldiers who said, Russian warship, go fuck yourselves. That's my Ukrainian accent. And they said this, and then they were killed. They're heroes. Well, it turns out they're still alive. They actually <laughs> surrendered after that. Uh, there's a Russian tank that was shown over and over as it viciously ran over a Ukrainian car containing a civilian. The titles that were online were Sheer Cruelty. A subsequent analysis in France determined that the tank was actually likely Ukrainian. In fact, I was talking to a person from France this weekend, and they were very surprised at how upset we Americans are about the invasion. In France, the person claimed it was not that big of a deal. But we are Americans, and we're wired this way. We saw them kill the puppy. Now, it's important to point out that I am extremely hawkish, and I'm not a fan of commies or Putin or blind aggression, but I have a big problem with most Americans' thoughtless reactions to this. Currently, a majority of Americans, in fact, 74% of Americans, support NATO and, by proxy, the U.S., enforcing a no-fly zone over Ukraine, despite the fact that that would endanger our soldiers, risk war with a nuclear superpower, and cost shit tons of money. Where the fuck were all these people when we pulled out of Afghanistan? I did a podcast on this. It's episode 53, if you give a shit. I didn't understand withdrawing troops from Afghanistan since it ensured death and suffering. Note that I was calling for leaving in troops. That's a non-act. Versus the current bloodlust for performing a positive act in Ukraine. Not only in Afghanistan did we restart, allow the restart of civil rights abuses against women and non-Muslims, but the economy collapsed in Afghanistan, which resulted in a near famine. And as CNN breathlessly covers the Ukrainian refugees in Europe, one of the largest refugee groups in the world, according to the UN, is Afghans. About 2.6 million refugees have fled that country. And we left it and went, Ugh, guess we should have done that better. I mean, I hate bringing the race card up, but shit. Why didn't we give a shit about Afghans, but now march in the streets, literally marching in the streets of Chicago for Ukrainians? Because they're white? 
The current civilian death count in Ukraine, according to the UN, is 474. Way too many, and it's sure to increase. But let's put it in perspective. The estimate for Iraq from our invasion of civilian deaths was 200,000. The estimate, UN estimate for Afghanistan from our invasion was over 47,000. Where were you all then? Is it because they're a little brown? Also, number of COVID deaths yesterday, yesterday in the U.S., according to the CDC, 1,692. But Biden told us COVID is over. 1,700 1700 Americans die and we celebrate. Yay! 500 Ukrainians die and we shit ourselves. But we have some good solutions. First, let's give the Ukrainians weapons. Over $1 billion in the last year, according to the Secretary of State Blinken. More to come. Let's encourage these people in Ukraine to fight and kill Russians so that the Russians decide to fight harder. I mean... They're so far behind our Iraqi death count. Which is pathetic for the Russians because there are actually more people in Ukraine than Iraq. And yet we managed to kill, you know, a hundred thousand, a hundred times more. And yet, shit. But we think we need to do more because of the devilishly charming Vladimir Zelensky. As he calls for more weapons and money and prods Russians by signing a declaration to be part of the EU. He's so damn attractive to older women. Just another dumpy white guy on TV every night to make into a sexual fantasy for suburban moms. I guess we learn nothing from Andrew Cuomo-sexuals and the sex symbol Fauci and Bradley fucking Cooper. We're also very high on sanctions. More sanctions! How do sanctions work? Did you think about it? They don't bother Putin, obviously. He knew he was going to get sanctions on Russia for invading. That wasn't a surprise to him. It doesn't affect him. Some estimates have Putin's worth at $200 billion, which would make him the richest man in the world. But the, even the low estimates is around $70 billion. No, the purpose of the sanctions is to hurt the Russian people so that their economy collapses and they rise up and do an overthrow on Putin. Hmm. An overthrow of the Russian government run by someone who we think is a cold-blooded, ruthless, and maybe mentally ill murderer. What could go wrong? I mean, the Russian Revolution of 1917 that brought Lenin into power resulted in an estimate 9 to 50 million people killed, depending on how you count it. So that seems reasonable. I mean, 9 to 50 million people? It's going to be more because it's more populous now, but... After all, we did see him kill the puppy. But maybe, happily, a revolution is unlikely. Yes, the cost of products will go up for the poor in Russia, but they're used to that. (laughs) Didn't didn't anyone watch Yakov Smirnov's comedy routines in the 80s? They're used to not having products or them being too expensive. Of course, these sanctions will also affect our economy, uh, the average price of g- gallon of gas is the highest price ever. And that was before Biden announced that we are now banning Russian gas imports. So prices for gas, food, and <gasps> Amazon deliveries will increase dramatically 
on top of our inflation issues this year. But Biden assures us, he said this in the uh, State of the Union address, we should be willing to make these sacrifices in order to make a point to the Russians. Nice. Don't you think Putin is saying the same thing to the people of Russia? Problem is, Americans become far more annoyed when kale goes up five cents a pound or my Starbucks increases the price of a macchiato. I bet we back down first. Meanwhile, there's good news that the U.S. is engaging in talks with Venezuela and Saudi Arabia to make up for the loss of Russian gas. Thank God we aren't dealing with those nasty Russians, but embracing those moral stalwarts, the Saudis. Who the fuck are we? Phil Mickelson? But Americans are doing their part. Uh, The National Hockey League stopped their Russian language translations on social media. That should make Putin reconsider. McDonald's closed over 800 restaurants in Russia. Why? Do you want to make Russians more healthy? If you want to slow down and hurt the Russians, you should open more McDonald's instead of closing them. Now, many Americans, bars, and liquor stores have poured out or stopped selling Russian vodka. I'm sorry, but now you've gone too far. First, morons. (laughs) Very little vodka comes from Russia. It's around 2%. Stoli vodka, which actually had to change its name because it's getting poured out all, all over, is made in Latvia, a NATO country. The owner of Stoli fled Russia to Luxembourg when Putin came to power. So you're actually hurting the enemies of Putin, you fucktwats. Also, stop pouring out alcohol. It was partially the hatred of German beer from the First World War that resulted in prohibition. Fuck. I'm just glad that Russia doesn't make tequila. I'll save another rant for the absolute historical ignorance that has been come clear in the discussion of this war. I have a simple message. War sucks. Putin is a dick. I love you, Mom. But this is not as straightforward as we've been led to believe. There are currently more nuanced discussions of the Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, Peter Davidson conflict than the war in Ukraine. I am more wired for aggression and revenge than anyone I know. But I am still hoping that if I heard a story about some guy slaughtering 84 people because someone killed his dog, I'd ask for a few more details before taking a side. Pass the tequila. Out!